Hopkins on this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Everybody, I hope you had a wonderful, incredible Merry Christmas with your families. Welcome back, guys. We are headed towards the end of a year, and what a year it has been. And this episode here, this is a special report edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Has America fallen? We have seen abhorrent, absurd, incredulous, absurd, ridiculous things over the last couple of weeks, but we are going to call it out like few other shows do, like few other networks can. I want to welcome everybody into this episode here of Mike Chris Ben Afraid. Great show by Jeremy, the loud majority, Anna coming up next. Guys, help keep us going strong through the end of the year and rumble this video, okay? It's Christmas time. You took a little break. You're back now. Get those fingers ready. Plus sign on the browser, thumbs up on the mobile app. You hit it. You help keep us on the leaderboards on all platforms. We do that. We keep bringing you this news into 2023 because we're just getting started. So we got a big show for you today. Special report. I'm ready. Frankie's back and ready. And let's go. And hello, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York, guys. For this special report edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid, join in studio by the one and only producer Frankie. Stole your, stole we, your look right there. And we are, uh, and we are so grateful that you guys have stuck with us uh, through Christmas. We all hope you had a very merry Christmas with your families. Uh, we're so excited to wrap up this year and get into next year because, guys, what we saw in the year 2022 was one of the most absurd, systematic breakdowns of a country of a once great nation. And it really, really, really is something that I think when President Trump got elected in 2016, we never thought that we would see America slide back to where it is in 2022. We knew they would fight back, but we didn't know once they reseized the reins of power, it would slip this fast, this disgracefully. Now, it's not just Democrats who have done it this year. We have to give credit where credit's due to the neocon Republicans, to the people. If there was a World War III that broke out, wouldn't would be dead in two hours if they were on the front lines. Yes, I am talking about the one and only Lindsey Graham, who is pushing right now actively into 2023. What did he want for Christmas? Well, he wants some World War Three. Frankie, roll it. We've heard from Zelensky. It's a great honor to be here. Okay, and he's indicated he's only here. Quick stop, few hours in the United yeah. States is what he has suggested. <laughs> and he is saying in the White House right now that he appreciates President Biden for all his help. Uh, we'll shortly see what more comes from this meeting. Uh, what do you want to see come from this meeting today, Senator? Well, I want uh, the administration to up their game and give the Ukrainians the capability to go on the offense more oh, effectively to end the war on terms favorable to Ukraine and us. Here's the problem. There's no off-ramp for this war. Mm. Somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. How does this war end? When Russia breaks and they take Putin out. Oh, Anything that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, really good. Yeah, very not inflammatory at all. Uh, the best thing about what Lindsey Graham says is, well, well uh, Sandra Smith, oh, it's going to be a quick stop. Quick stop. He's just making a pit stop. Uh, Frankie, did you see when Zelensky flew into the country? He flew in on an American plane, okay? So he sent the plane to bring him in for him to make a quick stop in the country. It really is incredible. And you hear him say, oh, we're going on the offense. They, we have to go on the offense. It's the only way because there is no solution beyond Putin being taken out. Guys, this is chipping away at the country because we have no interest in this war. We've said it, but this is the number one thing they've pushed on us. It's incredible because the Ukraine situation, the one thing it did for humankind is it ended the COVID plague, right? I guess because if you are Russian, then you're immune to getting COVID or if you want to fight them or whatever. But guys, just remember, just remember as we're wrapping up the year here, as America is being systematically chipped away from out under you, these are the biggest things that the radical left focus on in the year 2020 and will be the foundation for their strategy going into next year. So it's Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Obviously, after the BLM and the COVID scams were done. Now, what is it? Oh, getting Donald Trump and leave it to the one and only Mika from Morning Joe to say who was right all along, Frankie. I, I This wasn't on my bingo card for 2022. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, okay, roll the clip. I'm. It proves that Hillary, Hillary Clinton, was right all along. 
Nancy oh, yeah. Pelosi was right all along. Chuck Schumer was right all along. The Democrats were right all along. <laughs> Reporting from the New York Times was right all along. The Washington Post, too, was 100% correct all along. <laughs> Donald Trump was not under audit. Oh. Donald Trump was lying. He was desperate to hide the truth from Americans, that truth that far from being a shrewd businessman, he was in fact the biggest loser out of the 300 million Americans who filed their taxes with the IRS. The man lost more money than any other American. Oh my goodness, what a disgusting spin. <laughs> Guys, can you imagine being a purchase? Just be grateful for Christmas. The number one gift you could have gotten all this Christmas is that you have a brain that doesn't allow you to believe the propaganda hype of Mika, where Donald Trump took advantage of a tax code that every other single millionaire, billionaire uses to claim negative of income so they don't pay taxes. And the crazy thing about this is like, we got Trump in 2022. His taxes came out. Uh, he said exact what, what his tax return show is exactly what he said on the debate stage when he was running against Hillary Clinton 2016. But this is the thing. This is what the Democrats do. They keep repeating the exact same thing and they do it knowing they're wrong, but that's what's called propaganda. And what they want to do this entire year is they want to wear you down and wear you down and chip away and chip away. So you believe, so you believe this, maybe we should just move on and accept some of these things. If they keep saying it, it must be true. I see this thing happen with Republicans all the time. It's like, well, it's too inflammatory because they keep talking about it. But why do they keep talking about it? And who are those people who are talking, right? That's what you need to look at. So, oh, we got Donald Trump on his taxes. The walls are closing in. The Trump organization was found guilty in 2022. How could he run for president? He got like a million dollar fine because of some fringe benefits. One of his executives got a car. Like, guys, give me a break. They are banking on people like you not understanding how the Democrat donor class and the corporate interests work to make this seem like a story when it is not. Now, if you want to talk about a story, guys, another thing they want to relive and that they've be, been reliving in the year 2022. Again, this was over two years ago, and we know exactly what happened because, guys, Ray Epps is absolutely not behind bars, so we know who was behind the Fed's direction. Guys, they will continue to tell you, again, as we wrap up the year, they will talk about January 6th, and the FBI, and all this other nonsense. We're going to roll this clip here. This will make you think and wonder. And I love how the liberal media puts this out, and they don't see anything wrong with it. Frankie, roll it. Hill. With the January 6th committee set to release its final report tomorrow, this caps off a nearly 18-month-long investigation into the insurrection. It comes after the committee's historic vote yesterday, deciding to hold former President Trump accountable for the role they say he played to try to overturn the 2020 election and ultimately incite that insurrection. The committee now recommending criminal charges be brought against him. We've never had a president of the United States stir up a violent attempt to block the transfer of power. I believe nearly two years later, this is still a time of reflection and reckoning. Donald Trump purposely disseminated false allegations of fraud in order to aid his effort to overturn the 2020 election. No man who would behave that way at that moment in time can ever serve in any position of authority in our nation again. He is unfit for any. And there you go. Unfit. He is unfit. Guys, what is going on? How are they still in the year 2023 going after going after people who were there on January 6th. How has the news come out this year right now and nobody's reporting in it objectively if they really cared about democracy and the Capitol and the symbol of democracy that Nancy Pelosi, and again, we found this out, but Mika Brzezinski won't report it, that she, Nancy Pelosi, knew what was going to happen. They had meetings. They knew from their informants, quote unquote, that the Capitol was going to have people around it that day. But conspicuously, Nancy Pelosi did nothing. And conspicuously, people were let in through the rails. We've shown it on TV. They always do these false flag operations. They happen around the world. But now today in the age of digital and video, their sloppy ends are exposed. But the mainstream media just goes, well, we won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. That's what they say. And that's what they bank on in order to keep you dumb and keep you thinking that we need to move on from what we've had. That's what they want first and foremost. And they spent all year trying to 
going to wear you down. It's amazing. They said, oh, well, Republicans didn't run on a message these midterms. That is why Democrats did better than expected. But what was the Democrats' message that they ran on? Get Trump, get Trump, January 6th, January 6th, COVID, lock you down, stay in, live in the pot, eat the bugs. Oh, and also, how can I forget? Rob our wealth and deplete our tax basis by giving money to Ukraine. Because Democrats and Republicans alike... Democrats and Republicans alike will tell you that this is the number one problem of our time. You could flash back to just earlier this year, earlier this year, guys, again, we're wrapping up the year here and talking about has America fallen. Yours truly went on Tucker Carlson in June and said, we need to put America first, not Ukraine, America first. We're arming the Ukraine, but we're disarming American citizens. We're going to talk about that in the next block. And people at the time said, why, especially where I was running in, in New Jersey for Congress, Oh, that's controversial. You can't say that. They needed freedom-loving people. How could you do that? I was personally your, your humble host. People were coming to me when I was on the campaign trail saying, no, 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 Republicans, we stand with Ukraine. We can't allow this to happen. But smart people, the same ones who didn't fall for the COVID ruse, the same ones who didn't fall for the BLM ruse, we knew that this would be the same. And the culmination of it is billions more doubling the amount right on Christmas, just under your nose so you weren't paying attention. You were buying presents. You weren't seeing the way that they were giving Zelensky a present. And this is the result of it. So think about it, guys, here as you wrap up the year, as you're with your family still probably during the season, $100 billion to Ukraine. That is more than $200 million this year from each congressional district. What could your congressman have done for your district with $200 million. How long will the kids in your district be paying interest on this debt? Guys, this is America in decline. This is selling out our country, okay? This is quite literally depleting everything we've ever had and giving it to a foreign country where they launder the money. We talked about FTX. We talked about the whole scheme. They launder the money to fund their own campaigns so they could keep taking things away from you and keep rolling back your freedoms. That is the cycle, guys. So listen, I... I want to believe in America and the resurgence of America, but right now we are in a dark place more than ever. And I believe that this was amplified and sped up ever since Trump got into office. And the day after he got inaugurated, they worked feverently to get this guy out. You knew he wasn't going to win because you knew they were going to steal it because nobody in the history of presidents talk like this, before we roll this, think about Joe Biden and all his things with Zelensky over the last couple of days and him talking and stuttering and stammering and reading note cards as he's sitting in a chair, as he's walking. Have we ever had a president who spoke this candidly? And we're talking about the omnibus right now, who spoke this candidly about these things and let you knew exactly where the government and the Republican Party stood on things. We don't see this type of transparency anymore. They don't want it. Frankie, roll the clip. Let me get that out. Uh, we look at it a veto. I look very seriously at the veto. I was thinking about doing the veto, but because of the incredible gains that we've been able to make for the military, that overrode any of our any of our thinking. How concerned are you about the impact of the tariffs on the stock market? And well, I think the stock market's going to be great. I mean, look, the stock market's way up. When I came into office, the stock market was from a different planet. It's way up. Uh, China is going to end up treating us fairly. For many years, they had free reign. They don't have free reign anymore. We're very friendly with China. We have great relationships with China. And uh, look, it's time. It's there time. you go. Last Guys, year- those are the days, Frankie. Those were, that was prime time. Those were that was good. That was that was peak golden era Trump. Guys, it really is. It really is amazing. Those are the days, and it is incredible that think about if you were coming into just a little flashback here again, ending the year here. Little flashback. Think about what you're buying right now. I want you to stop, and I want you to think about America in February of 2020. Right before they unleashed the the the, the Wuhan flu. Okay, right before they the bat soup. Think about people listening to that message and they say they would laugh and they would chuckle. Even the Democrats that I know, the moderate Democrats, the independents, they'd laugh and chuckle and say, man, Trump's crazy. Trump is Trump. You know, but we're going to vote for him because the country's prospering and he's being honest. And, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. Stock market's up. China's being held accountable. Trade deals. But, guys, they perpetuated a ruse and a fraud upon you over the last two years. And again, this is our last stand. This is the Alamo going into 2023, okay? Because we are about to head into the presidential election of 2024. We're going to have so much coverage of that. We're just getting started, truly. We're just getting started on it because this is the final stand. Because they convince you that that level of transparency and freedom 
was not the way to go for the country. They convinced people, again, mainstream media, this, they convinced them that this type of rhetoric is actually better. Put an experimental drug in your body in 2022, otherwise you won't have a job. And maybe over the course of the year, maybe, just maybe, it squeaks out that it really didn't do anything except cause your heart attacks and inflammation of the heart. Yeah, really good thing. But no matter what the scientific evidence comes out, the White House continued to push this year the death shot. Roll it, Frankie. Uh, about what we saw happen with the vaccine uh, mandate uh, uh, basically being removed or uh, from the NDAA. We thought it was a mistake. Uh, we think that Republicans in Congress have uh, decided that they'd rather fight against uh, the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them. And again, it was a mistake. As it relates to the NDAA, uh, we'd, we're not going to get ahead. The Senate is, is, is going to take this up, so we're not going to get ahead of the Senate process. Uh, but I've said this before. Look, when in the past, uh, every Every year when uh, when the NDA comes up, there are some provisions uh, we support, some that we do not. Yeah, okay, so you take the troops. Oh, uh, the, the, you know what she said, Frankie? She said the health and well-being of the troops. That just goes to show you when she says that with all the scientific things that come out, that the last thing they care about is the health and well-being. It's the compliance and the intentional weakening ever since Barack Hussein Obama fired. We talked about it on the show this year. He did it in 2013. People weren't talking about it. There weren't shows like this out there at the time. Fired 100 top military officers purge the ranks of leaders who would speak truth to power. And what has happened since then? Military, COVID mandatory, weaken the troops who stay, and the true ones that hold the line left. That's what they did. They intentionally did it. Oh, but we're, we're, we're the ones who are uh, provoking war and we're for Russia. This country is literally, right now the regime in control, is quite obviously depleting our strength and at the same time depleting the meaning of what it means in the year 2022 to be an American. Southern border. How'd we do on that this year? Frankie, roll it. Uh, tasked the vice president with studying and working on the root causes of some of these issues. I'm wondering if there's any update from this side of the White House on what she's been doing and what she will continue to do as we're expecting an influx at the border. Well, as you know, the president uh, appreciates the partnership that he has with the vice president. You're right. That has been her charge to uh, work in a diplomatic way on finding the root causes of, of, um, of migration. I uh, don't have anything to lay out specifically on what that work looks like. I love that. That's great. What did Kamala Harris do, guys? The vice president of the United States, the one you saw sitting behind Zelensky. I have nothing to lay out or report to you about the work she's done over the last year about an invasion where 75,000 people a week are coming into the country. Enough of a small city. Uh, yeah, great job. So basically, Jean-Pierre just admitted that Kamala Harris did nothing the entire year except be a black or Asian or Pacific Islander face for the regime. It is incredible, guys. It is incredible. We are going to take a quick break. So glad to have you back with us. Do not go anywhere, Mike McGivern. All right. All right, Frankie. All right, guys. I uh, appreciate y'all tuning into this episode here. Post-Christmas edition special report. We will be back to the regular daily news is scheduled tomorrow. But we just wanted to tie a bow on it. Christmas joke. Haha. Tie a bow on it for the year of what we are facing as we are headed into the year 2023. But the first thing that's going to happen next week is this Speaker of the House race, okay? With McCarthy and all that, we're continuing to follow it. So guys, do not go anywhere. Stay tuned to this network for that. And guys, do me a favor right now and rumble this video, okay? Rumble, Frankie's got the rumble hat on today. It's incredible. Guys, rumble this video and help get us back on track post-Christmas on the leaderboard. We love that. Syracuse got the orange and the green. Orange and the green. It's incredible. Only a producer lot of contrast. Frank, only on. producer Frankie could pull off a look like that. Guys, rumble this video. Help keep us on top of the leaderboard. Share this stream. Say Crispy's back. He's on the air. Post-Christmas, you guys had a nice break. Now you got to get back into it. We figured what's the best way to get back into the news? By showing you where we're at and where we need to go. So we just don't want to just report the news and entertain you here. We want to help empower you to save this country. So guys, appreciate your shares. Appreciate your likes. Appreciate your subscriptions to this channel. It means a lot. And we will have the live chat back tomorrow. We promise. All right, Frank, are we ready? Uh, you know it. We are on in. Right. Five, and look, your hat matches the green screen. Four, three, two, one.
And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here, coming to you live from New York here, post-Christmas. Guys, hope you had an incredible holiday with your families. If you are just tuning into this episode here, this is a special report edition of Mike Crispy Unafraid. It is called 2022 America Has Fallen, perhaps, question mark. Because, guys, we are truly at a time right now where we're laying everything out in this last block where things have happened over the last 12 months that have really, for the first time in my life, questioned, is America still what we believe it to be? Obviously, the signs have been there, right? Frankie and I like to talk about it, JFK, 9-11, Pearl Harbor, all these things. But is this the first time in this year where the regime became so overtly unconcerned with optics and so fixated on just rolling back freedoms as their first priority. Did that happen in the year 2022? Frankie and I would contend that it most likely did. And guys, one of the biggest things that happened this year um, was the Supreme Court ruling, which restored, we believed it did, restored your right to carry and own a firearm. It's a big thing, right? And people were celebrating him. Second Amendment restored. Great job by the Supreme Court. They did what they did with abortion, but they also took big steps to protect our Second Amendment. And I've said it on the show all year. The one thing that keeps us free, the last line of defense is what? The ability to have a gun and shoot. If they tried to come into the studio here and rob producer Frankie of all the beautiful equipment, right? Producer Frankie is strapped. And we would do something about it, right? have to say hi now, to my now, AR-15. Yeah. Now, if he wasn't, what would happen? They would take it, just like they're doing in the big box stores right now. They go into the Apple store with the masks. They rob all the stuff. Nobody can do anything. And they actually take the people, like the customers. I saw this Frankie's incredible footage. It was like they're robbing the store, and the Apple workers are like getting the customers out of the way yes. so the robber can more can quickly get, get out of there. Yeah. Like, well, guys, watch out, guys. guys. Also, the other, the other problem is if I do uh, take that firearm and, and use it to attack, I have to just make sure that that other robber has a gun and is also intending to use it against me, or else I'll just go to jail. It, 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 it is amazing, guys. But in the state of New Jersey, and we're going to talk about what they're doing with guns right now, state governments, again, this is all, this is all in the heels. It's all at the end of the year. They always do it when people are not paying attention. The legislation right now that is going on in state houses across the country are so consequential to the future of our ability to protect ourselves. Our ability to protect ourselves prevents us from becoming Canada or Australia, quite literally. I'm telling you, this is how you know the people in power are not fundamentally good because they wish, they wish that these pesky amendments did not exist. They wish there wasn't a Second Amendment they had to deal with. They wish there wasn't states' rights and they could just swift the pen and do it federally. And the governments, like the New Jersey government, these liberal states right now, are making it impossible for you to protect yourself and be a free citizen. So the legislation right now in New Jersey, again, this is as they pass the Supreme Court ruling that strike down justifiable need. Justifiable need is an arbitrary process, if you didn't know, which basically says that a government, bureaucratic institution, can tell you whether you need or don't need a gun based on the information and the paperwork that you file to them. So how's it your right to carry a firearm if a government can tell you, well, you don't have a justifiable need, so we don't have to give you the gun permit? Hmm, interesting. Who decides that? Who decides that? Oh, leftist judges? Interesting. So this is the legislation in New Jersey. Okay, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. Again, I called it. Once that thing passes, this is great, but they're going to trample on this. New Jersey would require gun owners seeking to obtain a carry permit to purchase liability insurance and take training courses while increasing permit fees. Why do you got to increase fees? How's that going to keep people safe? No, they want to raise the barrier of entry so middle-class people can't own a gun and prohibiting people from carrying firearms in a wide range of sensitive places in the state. Oh, including, let's see, where every mass shooting happens, schools, public parks, bars, courthouses, Restaurants. Uh, so where can you carry? Where can you bring the gun? Where would Frankie? Where would a mass shooting occur if not in the places that I just mentioned? How would the gun, <laughs> so you could you could have it in the woods or you could carry it in your own home? How are you going to stop a mass shooting, guys? It would okay. It would also prohibit carrying guns on private property unless the property owner allows it. Okay, so every liberal business in a local city that wants to play ball with the Democrat leaders of that city will be told and be strong-armed and be armed to say, you're not going to allow people to carry a gun on this premises. You're going to put up a sign that says, do not carry a farm. That's what they're going to do. You think in the in the liberal enclaves in the suburbs, you know what the mayors and the city councils and the police chiefs, all politically motivated, the sheriff, right? These are all elected, in most cases, Democrats in these states like New Jersey. They're going to tell the business owners, if you allow this, 
And when we get a call, we're not going to come for you. If you need something, we're not going to take your call. This is the unraveling of what it means to be American. And guys, they're not just doing it in New Jersey. They're doing this in every liberal state because they must chip away at our freedoms so we can become a EU World Economic Forum cosigner like they want us to be. It's not just happening in New Jersey. We're going to go out to the West Coast now, but it's also happening in places like Oregon. Frankie, roll the clip. Gun shop owners have seen a huge spike in sales since this law was passed just last month. It bans magazines capable of holding more than 10 rounds and requires permits to purchase a process that would require fingerprinting and training by instructor who has been certified by law enforcement. By the way, you're looking at pictures of a crowded parking lot of folks that are showing up exercising their right to own a gun fearing those rights are going to be taken away our next guest is the owner of northwest armory uh here you go incredible so they're all bum rushing and they're all lining yeah totally normal process not the government creating a cluster f you guys know the word not them doing that intentionally to discourage people kind of reminds me of what they did in maricopa county with the voting where people stand there they create a bureaucratic bottleneck to discourage people from even participating and trying. That's what they do. Because I always say it, most people don't have time to do things like watch this show. They don't have time to go through the process and fight the power, okay? There's good people trying to get by. They would buy a gun if they could. They would get real news if they could. But they're struggling to stay afloat and feed their families because inflation's running through the roof. Illegal immigrants are coming in. They're getting all the tax benefits, taking their jobs. And what do the people need to do? They just are trying to keep their head above water. And that is where the Democrat Party likes them. It's where they like them. And they convince you this was the way to go, right? And the liberal news and vote out Trump. But guys, in states like Florida this year, I think something we need to highlight, uh, our good governors are fighting back. And this is something that uh, like hardcore conservatives have been getting on DeSantis's case about. And I am pleased to report that it sounds like in the year 2023, Florida will take the final step to truly be the freest, greatest state in the nation, which we all knew it was. But now it will continue on that. How would you not want to live in a state like Florida after this, after everything you're seeing? DeSantis expects Florida lawmakers to pass constitutional carry gun law in 2023. The cherry on top, guys. Frankly, we move in the studio to Florida. We go to Florida. Incredible by Ron DeSantis and Florida. So it continues to happen, guys. It continues to be the haves and have-nots. Anybody who has half a brain in places like New Jersey and New York and places like Oregon and California, they move. They go to Texas. They go to Florida. So we have a mass exodus of anybody in the middle and they take these states and they just say these states are gone, right? Because think about how many voters have left places like New Jersey and New York. Would Lee Zeldin have won that race if it was three years ago, same situation, people didn't mass migrate out because of COVID? I think he would have totally won that race, absolutely. But guys, they want it like this because they want to be able to control these state institutions and these state governments in perpetuity. And you say to me, Mike, why would they want to do that? Why would they want to do that? Well, the reason is, is because there's a lot of taxes. Even if they deplete a lot of people and they move out tens of thousands, there's still a lot of taxes that gets collected. And that's still a lot of money and special interests and stuff they could double deal with their friends and control their grip on power and become enriched and never give it up. Guys, that's the plan. And that's what they're doing. So if you live in one of these liberal states and you can't get out, just know that's what they're doing. And they absolutely hate you. They want us to be like a state that we're talking about this year. I always say our neighbors to the north, you can look at them to see what Joe Biden wants to do. Canada, country. here's what's coming down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would I call them? State. A state. Well, they, incredible. Producer Frankie's on point here. Uh, Christmas fog. Frankie, roll the clip. Justin Trudeau. Year of challenges and divisive issues that remain unresolved, including the controversial liberal government's gun ban, with Justin Trudeau admitting that some of those rifles, even those used legally by hunters, will be banned. There are some guns, yes, that we're going to have to take away from <laughs> He's people. He's like, don't you me, don't you me. But, to hunt so safe. but we're going to also make sure that you're able to buy other guns from a long list <laughs> of, of guns that are accepted, that are fine for hunting. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make a list of guns this, that this, you can buy, and we're gonna take away certain guns. This long these- list from the Civil War, probably <laughs> that you can use yeah. these guns. You're gonna be able to buy a musket. Yeah, right. It's, it's really, guys. That's it. So, guy Justin Trudeau, the the femboy that he is. I mean, first of all, again, it's why why in 2022 a theme of the show is every single like purporter of these far left liberal policies 
always have like these feminine, emasculated, low testosterone, high estrogen voices. Why is it like that? Yeah, like he's to, not like you're not in therapy, bro. Like why are you talking like that? And he's the child of Castro. You would think he would have a little cojones, right? I mean, ridiculous. So they're gonna so they're gonna this again, this is the utopia. And Joe Biden, we're not trying to ban. I'm a hunter. That's those I'm a hunter. I'm a hunter. Okay. Just like they care about medical freedom and being able to keep your business open. That's what's coming next, guys. That's what's coming next. They're going to create a list of guns that are banned in the states, and they're going to send it back to the Supreme Court, and they're going to continue to erode, 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 and damn be the law, because as soon as they usher in that new world order, the 2030 agenda, they don't care. Mission accomplished. They're trying to erode and destroy the Constitution, not Donald Trump, despite what they say. Guys, Justin Trudeau, guys like him, guys like Joe Biden, guys like these liberals, okay, Phil Murphy, the guy who runs New Jersey, this is how you know these people are not on the mark, okay? They are distracting you. This is a big thing in 2022, things that they did. I believe that this is a distraction mechanism to take your eye off the bull when they roll back fundamental important things like keeping your business open, being able to assemble, exercise your First Amendment right, being able to own a firearm, not paying as much in taxes, all these business taxes, opening a business, the complexities of that. I believe that they do things like this in the name of the environment and climate change in order to keep you distracted and fighting about trivial nonsense. Is how sinister these people are. (laughs) It starts with straws. This is how sinister these people are, okay? They want to take your kids. They don't want you talking about that. They don't want to talk about the drag queens going into elementary schools, okay? They want to dumb down your kids and make them perverts in the future. They're trying very hard to do that. They don't want you talking about it. They don't want you talking about your businesses getting shut down, your taxes going up and inflation. They want you to fight about straws, okay? Because it's incredible. Canada, this happened just a couple days before Christmas, Canada banned plastic straws and plastic bags in the whole country. See, I got it right, Frankie. In the whole country, they banned straws and they banned bags. And what did they do in New Jersey? Oh, they did the exact same thing. I live in New Jersey. If you go grocery shopping, they expect you to, like, carry it in all your arms. Oh, or you have to buy $2, like, canvas bags. Okay? That hit Long Island as well. So for me, it's no big deal, right? Because of all the support of our amazing viewers. But what what about the single mother who has two kids who can't afford to pay $8 for bags? On top of the price of the groceries. It is disgraceful. And you always forget those reusable bags. These no are who, who carries them, them around. This is a hidden tax, both mentally and financially, on the working class of America. Okay? Hidden tax mentally and economically. Okay? Guys, we are calling it out and exposing it. Do not fall for it. We're going to turn into 2023. I want you guys to make a New Year's resolution that you are not going to buy into the stuff, that you are not going to comply with this nonsense, that you are going to plow through like a freight train to push saving this country above bickering and stooping to the far left's level. Uh, we are speaking of stooping to the far left's level. We are going to take a quick break. We have a special guest coming up uh, in the next segment who was viral for... Uh, he was he was mixing it up with some far left liberals. We're gonna talk to him in a minute, guys. Do not go anywhere. I'm Mike Chris Ben Afraid. Appreciate you guys tuning in. All right, all right, Frankie. All right, guys. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I Frankie, I missed the Christmas uh, stinger. I know, I, I know. <laughs> I only a year I, away, I, guys. I know, only a year away. Uh, guys, thank you. And the dance, you gingerbread man, all that stuff. I mean, I missed. Don't us. tempt me. I'm do bringing we, back. Do we still have it? Do we still have it, guys? Thank you all for tuning in to my Chris Ben Afraid. So grateful for the support that you have shown. This there they are. That you have shown this show this year, guys. Help keep us moving. We're gonna have the live chat back. Tomorrow, we promise, but help keep us moving, guys, and rumble this video. Help us end the year strong with a 1,000 rumbles on this stream, okay? 1,000 rumbles. I always say it, over 5,000 views a show, over 1,000 rumbles. That is the recipe for success. It's what we do, we've do. we been doing all year, and next year, we want to take it up to the next level, 1,500 rumbles. So help us set the tone. Also, guys, if you're watching the show out there, you're traveling, New Year's, this and that. You want to just help us grow because you like us. You, you think producer Frankie and I are good guys. How can you help do that? Guys, go to Apple Podcasts right now or go to Spotify right now, depending if you have an iPhone or you don't. Obviously, you guys figure that out. And subscribe to Mike Crispy Unafraid. If you like this show 
You also subscribe to the podcast. It costs you nothing, takes up no data, does nothing. You subscribe to the show. And if you leave a five-star review, right, pop in the five-star on Apple or on Spotify, guys, that helps grow the show. You know why? Because gone are the days of television, boop, you turn it on, you see the commercials, big corporate interests like Pfizer or bankrolling the propaganda you see on TV. Those days are over, guys. This is now funded and provided for and grown all because of you and for you, right? New concept. So guys, do your part and help us grow. Frankie, you took off the rumble hat. What's going on? Oh, I was just getting a little, uh, it's getting a little hot in all here. Right. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, we are. I think we're ready for our next segment. We got our guests ready to go, right? Yes, sir. All right, let's roll over right on back into it. On in. Five, four, three, two. One. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York in this post-Christmas special edition episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Guys, we were talking about if America has fallen. Has it fallen? Do we have a country that can be saved? Are they systematically trying to erode the values and the fundamentals of our youth? pit the minorities against each other, get us to believe in ideologies such as transgender rights and diversity at nauseam. Diversity, not just like people getting along, but reparations and handouts and victimhood that perpetuates a weak lower and middle class so the elites can control it. Now, we're going to bring in a guest here. Uh, His name is Vince Dow, and he was on a panel Uh, with Vice. Okay, so Vice does these panels, and this was incredible because they asked him, this was with Asian Americans, is diversity our strength? And this is to set the tone here. We're going to bring Vince in after this, and we have some more clips for you. This is the future generation against the few, the proud, young conservatives. Frankie, roll it. You know, of course, like, we want to be in community with people. And I don't think there's a problem with being in community with people from different backgrounds. That's not the issue. It's also embracing the diversity that we inherently have and accepting that and being okay with that and celebrating that. It's very idealistic, I think, but I think we should acknowledge the fact that diversity, quote-unquote, is not a factor that is our strength. It's not a factor that historically or even in the current strengthens societies. People don't come together, form societies, form families, form communities, because they have nothing in common. They come together and do those things because they have something in common, right? You talk about race in such black and white terms. The way you talk about it is it's either with America, whatever your definition of America, or or not. You're talking in very black and white terms, and that's actually the problem in discussing race. Oh, amazing. amazing. And the purple hair Twitter freak right on cue. Just as just as, as you could imagine, perfectly teed up. Uh, we got him here. We got Vince coming on the show. Vince Dow from American Virtue. Vince, I, I got to applaud you, man. I watched this. You're obviously a friend of the show. I saw this on YouTube. It's got like a couple hundred thousand hits. I said, wow, this guy is brave that he mixed it up with these lunatics. So tell us just your experience. You're with these. Obviously, you probably didn't smell very good in that room, right? Just looking at the crowd. So no. just tell us, tell us about your experience. How did you get on that panel? What was your experience? We have one more clip here that we're going to show of that. But just talk about that conversation and what you think about the future of young conserv- of young Americans, right? Because there's not many young conservatives like you who were left by that panel, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, it's very interesting because I think a lot of the kids on that panel are, first of all, much older than me and graduates of like really big schools. The guy <laughs> in the green shirt went to Yale. Uh, the, one of the women they went to like USC. And you break it down. I think most fundamentally, you realize none of those people are actually saying anything. Okay. Yes. They're not saying. Yeah. They're not. The no, yeah. No, keep going. No, no. Yeah. We get, you know, they're not saying any. They're not saying anything. But what do they do? Why are Vince? Why are they purporting this stuff? What do they want out of this? Like, what, what advice try to do? They're trying to spark a conversation about Asian hate. Just take us through that here. Which role and B roll on the, uh, the film? What'd you say? <laughs> I say, no, just take us through. Just take us through what, what they were talking about in there. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I said this in a, a part of the panel they cut out, but I think in many ways our Ivy League institutions are pumping out what I would call the smartest dumb people on the planet. And again, they cut this part out, but I essentially started to actually drill them on this. I was like, you're not actually saying anything. You're throwing out a lot of words, uh, you know, diversity. It's good to be in community. But what are you actually saying? What are you actually proposing? And it seems to me that that's all that our highest academic institutions to land are really teaching people is these buzzwords of like, I don't know, white adjacency, community. You know, we got to come together as communities. 
but what does that mean? What are you saying? None of these people know. Um, and yeah, it should demoralize you about the future of our youth. I, I think <laughs> it's amazing. And you say they're throwing out these buzzwords that absolutely have no meaning. We have another clip here. We're going to roll uh, white adjacency. Speaking of words that have no meaning, this is something that I saw. And I said, this is a new one that they're come out with. What liberal professor gave them their marching orders to say something like this? Frankie, roll this clip. We're not going out and killing like Asian people on the street. All these attacks that you're seeing the videos of in San Francisco, New York City, newsflash, they're not being prosecuted as hate crimes. So the more correct way to look at it is what is the primary perpetrator of violence mm. against mm. Asians overall, mm. right? Because if we talk about these videos, we have to count them in the, the statistics, and we're not doing that. And when we do that, we find, well, I'll tell you this, the yeah. plurality top perpetrator of violence against Asians, number one, is not happening in rural America, and number two, is not being done by white people. So is it black people that are doing it? Like, <laughs> is it the black and brown people that are doing it? No, that's exactly just inherently violent. Like, just I'm not, say I'm it. Not, I didn't say that. All I, I said was, around it. Just all say I said, it. If it's not white people said, or Asian people, all I, is it? all I said, I didn't say anything about, oh, inherently violent. All I said is, is that if well, it's now a... Now you did. If it's no, a, no one accused you of that, and now if you did. White, so, like, your biases is slipping out there. It's clear you want to say it. You should just say it. Can anyone let me talk here? When it comes to Asian hate, the perpetrator is not a white supremacist in Correct. That's all I'm saying. So that's the problem. Like, we don't want to blame one race for violence when that's actually not true. Is it white people? Is it white people? It is white people. Are these attacks it happening It is white people. I literally looked up statistics. You do not have to be white to perpetuate white supremacy. No one's saying it's not hard to go oh, to society. Oh, it's great. It's incredible. <laughs> you don't have to be white to perpetuate the white supremacy. Vince, it is clearly obvious. Listen, I, I purvey the news and look at it all day long. I have never seen a white person attacking an Asian person in the subway. It's always a homeless black person. We're just going to call a spade a spade. Talk, talk us through that segment. And I love how they play the gotcha. Like, they do, like, this passive-aggressive thing where, like, they smile and look into, like, space. And, like, <laughs> I oh, it quite literally is. So just take us through that, that segment right there. Well, on that topic... Um... I think in many ways, leftists are basically overgrown children, right? That's kind of like a first grade elementary. Oh, he got him. But uh, yeah, so that's the thing is that I went through, I kind of debunked the Asian hate thing, yeah. right? Because when we count most of these videos, again, pushing in the subways, all that stuff, not counted as hate crimes. But you notice the cope of that guy was, well, you don't have to be white to perpetuate white supremacy. So you got that, Mike? Whenever uh, an Asian person is pushed onto an oncoming subway or just beaten in the street by some random black dude, they're actually being psyoped by white supremacy. It's not that, you know, they're mentally ill or they're deranged or they're being violent. No, it's that some like KKK guy in Louisiana somehow convinced them or, or psyoped him into doing that. And it's all a ploy by the white man to uh, divide races against each other. And if only they knew that it was uh, Christian white people in the South who were really behind all of this. Uh, I don't know, racial justice would be restored or something. You, I, I have Vin, no idea. Vince, you believe, do you believe that young people today truly deep down in their heart of hearts believe what they're saying? I mean, do they believe what they're saying here? Uh, or is this something like that they're just carrying out their marching orders because they're just trying to toe the line and get Democrats elected because they like abortion, they like the stuff? You think they truly believe these things? Like these people, as you said, they go to these Ivy League institutions. So either the Ivy League institutions are worth nothing or they are just not smart people and they're lowering their standards. So are these people actually believing what they're saying? And what do you think the future of the American youth looks like when this seems to be the best and brightest that's out there? Where's the hope here? I think they do believe what they're saying, but they don't really know what they're saying, right? And I think in many ways, the just stock of people in this country has declined because historically youth are rebellious. That part is true. Right. They want to rebel against whatever the current order is. But the difference, I would say, between this generation's youth and maybe past ones is that they think they're rebelling, but they're not not actually rebelling against anything. Right. In the 60s or whatever, the boomers at least could have said, hey, we were kind of rebelling against some type of established order. Now, it was wrong. It was a bunch of liberal hippieism. But at least something was happening there. What is happening now is all of these kids are literally doing the bidding of the system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of the institutions are ran by liberalism at its core. But again, as you as we talked about in the last segment, they create this false 
ghost of like white supremacists, you know, clan members being the, the people in power. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a sad state of things with our youth. And it's really a case as to why we need to take control by political power of the education system, because, you know, you see what our institutions are pumping out. It's not good. What, what is Because people always say, I, it's amazing when we do the show, they always go, this is insane. It's, it's like hopelessness. So what does that look like, Vince, taking control of the education system uh, and fixing it? What, as a young person coming up, what does that look like? Because clearly what's going on right now is not working and it's pumping out radical, brain-dead, blue-haired activists. How do we fix it? The first step is to actually demand something serious of our Republican politicians. But no, like um, we need to do a shell of what some of these red states are doing, but take it way, way further. I mean, we really need to get on these schools in terms of this is what you're going to teach in the curriculum. This is not allowed, et cetera, et cetera. And if people think that's a little bit draconian, I will say this Mm -hmm. in the 1950s. Your grandfather and many others greatly feared that the entire country was going to be institutionally overran by communists. This is why the Red Scare happened. So I ask you, if your grandfather was alive today and it was still the 50s and he saw what happened to the country, what would be his response? What would be the response of, you know, Joseph McCarthy at the time and others? And, you know, I think understanding that all of those people's fears came true we got to take the appropriate response. <laughs> and what would people down. in the 50s have said? Screw whatever. We need to purge the institutions of communists and we need to ban you know, their teaching in schools. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on point. Vince, you're, you're a braver man than I. I would not have uh, even went into that room. It is just, they are just disgusting people. Hats off to you for speaking truth uh, to their perceived power. We'll have you back on soon, sir. Talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, All right, boy. guys, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of Mike Crispy Unafraid to wrap up the show. Do not go anywhere. All right, Frankie. How are we doing? Ah, we're doing good. That's crazy stuff, huh? That was insane. The, the clip, I like the term white adjacency. White adjacency. There's always That's a new a, one around the yeah, corner. White, white adjacency. Um, and listen, the Stop Asian Hate Movement doesn't even, it's not even a real thing. I mean, what is the Stop Asian Hate Movement? Have you ever, Frankie, have you ever seen an Asian get discriminated against? Only by a angry most of the time, homeless person who happens to be black, they might attack them or, or maybe a homeless white person too, but it's the mentally ill people who just jump on the Asians. But they said, Oh, Oh, you know, you know what it was? The Asian hate thing. It was designed and created because of COVID. They wanted to deflect any calling out or any accountability as it came to China. So they said, Oh, 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 if you call out COVID, and call out where it came from, well, then you're a racist because you're purporting Asian hate. There you go. That's it, guys. Boom. Breaking it down on the show. Guys, thank you all for tuning in to this special report episode of Mike Crispy on Frame. Has America fallen? We will see in the year 2023, a very consequential time for this country. Guys, if you're watching the show, I ask you all to please rumble this video right now. That is the plus sign on the browser, the thumbs up on the mobile app. Share it on your social media. And we have big things in store for 2023. You are not going to want to miss that. Frankie, let's roll right back into it. Rolling right back into it. We are on in. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Speaking of racism, white adjacency, Asian hate, black supremacy, guys, all these things are designed to make people at the bottom and in the middle feel victimized. If you feel victimized, you will never feel empowered. If you feel empowered, you will never rise up to be anything meaningful in society. You will sit, you will pout, you will wait for your handout because you believe the world has done you wrong. This is a strategy, a dark strategy, but so far an effective strategy, sad, but I think we can agree, of the globalists, the 2030 agenda, the World Economic Forum. And one of their useful idiots, puppets, is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Guys, look at Meghan Markle on the screen. Does she look oppressed? She was a B-list actress. You know, B-list, okay, fine. Was she oppressed? Maybe, if she was on the A-list, right? No. Meghan Markle is not oppressed. But Meghan Markle now is the number one podcast, believe it or not, somebody's ahead of Mike Crispy Unafraid, the number one podcast in the world. It is her blabbing on a microphone on Spotify about how racist the royal family was to her and the whole entire country of the United Kingdom. Yes, 
You heard me right. But guys, it's not just Meghan Markle complaining because she's an entitled word I won't say on the air. I'm doing very good, Frank. I don't really curse anymore. Uh, it's not because of that. It is because she is an actor. And the script and the scene is to destabilize the country and make people feel that, well, if Meghan Markle could be discriminated against for being black, then I'm being discriminated against too, right? That's what they say. But guys, people are fighting back against this. Even Rishi, who is a globalist actor, I hate Rishi. Guys, Britain is not a racist country, says Rishi, as the prime minister defends the monarchy in wake of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's claims. And listen, uh, the royal family and King Charles, I mean, he's part of the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwab, all that stuff. I believe this tiff that is going on right here, I think it benefits two sides of the globalist coin. I think it's intentional. I think it's intentional to destabilize you and get you to talk about it and distract you. So what they're doing on the underpinnings are not talked about more. I always say that. But guys, in a time where our country and our world is under attack, we have very few truth tellers out there, okay? Very few truth tellers out there that are going to call it bluntly and plainly. And there's a guy you might have heard of. He was on Tucker Carlson and some other shows. His name is Andrew Tate. And what did they do when he started talking about things in quite obvious, literal, black and white terms, promoting masculinity, promoting entrepreneurship? They canceled him off the face of the earth, right? Totally canceled him. Again, President Trump incited an insurrection. But now Andrew Tate says something that people don't like a little bit, and they decide to do the same exact thing, debank him in the works. This is Andrew Tate. We're going to wrap up the show here on Meghan Markle, racism in America, and the liberal elitist class. Roll, Frankie. I'm not trying to make enemies, because trust me, I have enough. But I feel compelled to comment on this Meghan and Harry documentary. Why is nobody pointing out the obvious? As usual, Andrew Tate, the man who has to get canceled for saying water is wet, I'm just gonna fucking say. The basic premise is that Meghan and Harry are innocent and the royal family is guilty and bullying them and picking on them and that England as a whole has bullied them and picked on them. The reason being because they are racist. Why is nobody else saying that Meghan Markle isn't black? She's whiter than me. Not only is she whiter than me, she's whiter than the current prime minister of the UK. She's whiter than the mayor of London. She's not even black. Has Why is nobody talking about this? The fact she's pulling the race card is absolutely and utterly insulting to every dark-skinned person who has ever genuinely suffered from racism, ever. If you're sitting there and you're dark-skinned and you suffer from racism, why are you allowing this light-skinned white woman to come along and use racism as defense for the fact that she's just not a likable person. Oh, if only people could just think in such clear terms like you hear right there. They don't want that message to get out there because it's so obviously true. It is primal, tribal divisiveness at its best. They've been using it since the test of time. They think so little of you. They know that the majority of people will fall for it if they put it out there and they use Meghan Markle as this martyr and say, I have been oppressed and you're oppressed too. Guys, that's it. Andrew Tate summed it up perfectly. Guys, we have a country to save in the year 2023. And this episode here paints the picture of where we were at. We have a very important next couple of days coming up, okay? The Speaker of the House race, very important. The new Congress getting seated, very important. 2023 shifting and now a presidential election starting to bubble up. People will be announcing, they'll be filing, who's going to run. Biden's not going to run, but they don't want to talk about that. What is going to happen? It's all starting in just a couple of days. And this episode paints the picture of the state that we're at. Unfortunately, it's bleak, but the first step to fixing it is knowing what's going on and spreading the truth. That's exactly what we are just getting started doing on this show, producer Frankie and I. So guys, I appreciate y'all tuning in. We always keep it America first, bold and unafraid. I'm Mike Crispy, unafraid. We are grateful for the support this year. We are just getting started. We will see you back tomorrow. <laughs>